Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together the fifth Aliyah in Lech Lecha. This is about doubt and faith in our Aliyah's 10 Pesukim long reigning from Perik Yudalad Chof Aleph to Perik Tezvov Pasuk Vov. A basic summary of our Aliyah is as follows. We hear that the king of Sodom now approaches Avram and now makes his request and he says, look, you can keep the, the, all the possessions, Harachush, but you give me the souls, give me, give me the people who you rescued. Avram Vino responds and says he, he takes an oath to Hashem and he says, I will not take anything in Michut from this thread to even a shoelace, a strap on the shoe, if I will take anything from you, so I do not, because I do not want you to say, I don't want you to say that you had any part in making me wealthy. And, um, and he asks only for the expense account of what it was that of his people in battle, and that's it. We hear the closing of that conversation. Then Avram Avinu has a, a uh, dream, a vision from Hashem, where Hashem appears to him and says, Don't fear, because I will be a Morgain to you, a shield to you. Again, this is the second time we hear the language of Morgain, which we use in the Shwan Esra. Morgain, Avraham Hashem is a protection to Avram. So he says that your schar is a lot. You have a lot of merit. Avram Avinu says to Hashem, well, what's going to be? Because I'm Ariri. I'm childless. And the only person who's going to inherit me is Ben Damesek Beisi. The Ben Damesek Beisi, Damesek Eliezer. The Eliezer, who's, whether it be he's from Damascus, or he, he, he learns my teachings. But I don't have anybody, I don't have a future, I don't have a legacy. So Avram Avinu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then says, uh, says to him, don't worry. You, you, this uh, Eliezer will not inherit you. You are going to have a biological son, and he will inherit you. He, Hashem takes him out and tell, tells Avram to look at the stars, gaze at the heavens, count the stars, and just as you're not able to count the stars, so will be your generations. Avram believed, and Hashem considered it an act of righteousness. A few basic questions over here, and that is why does Avram Avinu refuse the proposition of the king of Sodom just to take? I mean, after all, he did conquer it. So Rav Sarotskin points out, it's, it's really like the image you one should think about is like a fly that lands on the horns of a bull and then says, oh, look, we just plowed this whole field. Well, that would be like Saddam. He starts off as a sort of a partner, you know, I'll give you back reparations, but then ultimately he's going to claim to the rest of the world that really it was me who managed to make Avram Avinu successful. Avram Avinu doesn't want anything to do with the, with the accolades that the king of Saddam will take from him on this spiritual opportunity. Now, how could he give Maser, how could he give tithes of this property if, in fact, he is about to give it back? It's an interesting question. So the Orachim has a whole discussion about this, a very lengthy discussion about the rights one has from Kivush Milcham. If you save something, let's say something's about to be destroyed, and you, you save it, you do have certain rights to it. And certainly before he gave it back, he has those rights to be able to, um, to makdish it, to give it to on high to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore he had those rights to be able to do this. Very interesting discussion in, in much greater length in the Orachayim HaKadosh as well. Now why is it, these are the items he specifies, the shoelace, the, the, the string. So the, the, the Rebbeinu B'chai explains that these are even the things of very little value. These are sort of things which you, you know, you'll throw in at the end of the sale. Even those things I'm not interested. I, I really have no interest in this as well. What is also interesting is he quotes Rav Sajagon that he says that it's, it's, it's referencing um, the different um, dimensions of life. There are four different ways in which the world is built up and they are what's called domain, which is inanimate objects, tzomeach, flora, chai, which is um, living um, objects, animals, and, uh, and medabe, which is human beings. So what he says is, is that, the, the, that um, all of the things that you 
all the other things of the three tiers belong to the medaber, to the human being. And he says the chut, that string is made out of tzomech, it's made from plant material. Sroch nar, or the, usually the, this, the shoelace, or the shoe strap, is made from chai, which is an animal. And all the other things, the gold and the silver, all of that is inanimate. All of it is, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take anything. I don't want to have any part, any part of this, of this, uh, of this uh, enterprise. The Ksavah Kabbalah says, it, it's obviously just also figuratively, Rav Yakutzi Mecklenburg says that, um, that the, the, the chut is used for the hair, so it's a hair tie, and the srochnal is the shoe, so it's from the top to the bottom of the body. So it's not just nebulous items, it's anything that, that a person can carry, I'm not interested, from the top to the bottom. And finally, the Ayah Magdara says it's a marshal for the Zuchuyos that he had. There may have been two reasons why he won this war. One is because Avraham Avinu was the metaphoric person who sewed together heavens and earth. He brought, brought God down to, to earth. And he says, I'm not willing to take, you're not, you're not, I'm not going to take from you even the chut, that the representation of me being the sower. Well, the srachnal is putting on the shoes because I did the hishtandos. I ran into this battle with my shoes on to, uh, to wage this battle. You're not going to take either of those from me because I, uh, I did this on my own bat. I don't want that schar to be diminished. The Gemara actually tells us, the Chazal tells us in Chulin, that this is why Avraham Avinu got the chut of Tcheles, the, the, the tzitzis, and the Ritzur Shel Tfilin because of this demonstration that he did not want to be um, so spiritually dependent on this individual, on the king of Saddam as well. Now, another question is, why was that Avraham Avinu was concerned that Hashem had appeared in a dream to him to tell him uh, that, that, don't worry, you have a lot of reward? Rashi explains that he was concerned for two reasons. One is that he killed many people in this battle, and he felt concerned that perhaps that he, those would be held against him. And number two is, is he felt that perhaps he'd used up his reward because there's so many miracles were performed to him. After, such a, after all, such a small band of people conquering the greatest known power in the Middle East, he felt that it was all, it was all used up. So Hashem reassures him, don't worry, you have much merit as well. Um, what does it mean that Hashem took Avram out? What does it mean that he took him out? The Gemara in Adar and Davlam and Beis Amud Av tells us that he took him out of the Itzdagninios Shaloi. Uh, uh, that means to say he took him out of his muzzle, his star sign, his horoscope. He was no longer limited because the Avram of from beforehand did not have the capacity to have children. Hashem says, I'm going to extract you in such a way that you will now be allowed to have children, even though biologically and philosophically and theoretically and, and uh, on a DNA level you can't have children. Well, I'm taking you out of that system, Hashem says. I am above the system. They tell the story about the Kloisenberger Rebbe, Zechat Tzadik Livracha, that when he um, came out of the war, he was in a DP camp on the first Yom Kippur. He got up to speak and he said, I can't imagine what we have to say al hate for. After such terrible, terrible suffering that every person here has been through, all the Chatoim must have been wiped clean. So what al hate can we possibly say on this Yom Kippur? And he concluded and he said, the reason why we say al khait is because there were times in our lives where we, where we thought that it was not possible to be saved. We thought this was the end and we would never get out. And for that hopelessness, we say al khait And that's perhaps what Hashem is saying. Avram Vinu, you are beyond, when, when you're with me, you are beyond the scope of regular cause and effect in this world. I'm going to take you outside. We have that capacity as his great, great, great grandchildren to have the same capacity. Finally, one last, one last comment. Why was it the stars that Israel compared to this time? The Malbim says a very beautiful thing, and that is as opposed to the dust, which is uncountable as well. But if a grain of sand is gone, it's still a beach, right? The, the beach is still there. But if a star disappears, the entire solar system disappears. And Hashem is adding a dimension over here is, is that it's not that your, your children will be like dust and they're inconsequential. There are going to be so much, so many, but yet each one of them is so consequential that it's its own solar system. And that's what's being added to the perspective here. With this, we close the fifth aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.